have you heard of the Torah coming out of Berlin? I've spent the last six years of my life studying in Bate Midrash, houses of study in New York and Jerusalem. But the Torah that's coming out of Berlin has its own unique power. Volunteers and activists, rabbis and students, the Jews of Berlin have a thirst that cannot be quenched, a curiosity that cannot be satiated. They want to learn and they want to create. The Torah of Berlin is different and strange and the whole idea can be a little uncomfortable, but it's a Torah that draws you in and makes you see your own life and your own Judaism in a whole new way. So come and learn. Welcome to Torah Curious. Hello, and welcome to Torah Curious. Hi. I'm your host, Jeremy Borbitz, and I'm here with the world-famous artist and writer and musician and creator and thinker, Anna Sirkina. Anna, thank you for joining us. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Hi, no. Jeremy. <laughs> uh, Anna, I wonder if you could tell us about your earliest Jewish memory. Yes. Um, first, thank you for this question. It's a very interesting question, um, I think. Um, and it's hard for me to to say, like, to decide what is really the first first. So I want to tell you three situations. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> so um, the first... Um, um, yeah, moment uh, was when I was, I think, around six years old. Uh-huh. Um, and I remember being in their Gemeinde in Hamburg um, and celebrating Hanukkah and eating Sufganyot wow. and being with family. And it was amazing. Like, I really, really have this light, bright, light, um, yeah, holiday um, that I remember. And actually still, Hanukkah is my favorite. Wow. And what are the other two? So and the other two were a little bit later. Um, so the second was actually when I came first to Israel. Um, mm. Because uh, after the, the Hanukkah that I was just saying, uh, my Jewish life was not um, developed so much. Like I, I come from a not religious family. Uh, and actually, I didn't connect too much after this um, to my Judaism. Wow. And so the first moment was in Israel when I was 16. And I remember it really clearly because uh, it was the moment where I remembered first time again, oh, yeah, there's something there's something in myself that is very important to me. And I don't know that much about it. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I, I came to Israel with a beautiful group. Um, it was uh, it was a group from from Berlin from uh, actually from whole Germany with the amazing um, yeah constructor it was uh, Benny Pollack I think a lot of people from Berlin Frankfurt know him yeah amazing tour guide and um, he told us um, please guys uh, sit on the floor like we were in the airport in Bengaluru and he was like guys please sit on the floor right now um, I want you to feel that this is your home. This is a place where you can be yourself, where you can live. That this is a place that will no one will take it from you. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. Wow. <laughs> um, like, yeah, he was expressing very deep This was thoughts. a birthright trip? 
no, it was um, it was a uh, uh, not it was not taglit. Um, it was the machane, like. Uh, How did you had you attended the machanes, the camps before? No, not my first. So how did you find out about the trip? <laughs> Actually, it was my mother. <laughs> it's a funny story. So my mom told me, uh, Anna, I think it's uh, time to go to Israel. And I was like, what? <laughs> uh, and she's like, yeah, there's something. I, I, I read uh, there's an organization and there's a trip for you. And I think it's good when you go to Israel. And I was like, mom, am I crazy? Like, do you want that I die? <laughs> like, really? I was like, this is not, uh, I didn't know anything about Israel. And I just um, hear from the news. And everything is like, oh, problems and no, 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 So I was like, why should I go there? And she's like, no, I think it's important for you. Wow. So it came from, came from my mom, actually. And yeah, I'm very, uh, very happy that I did it. It's so amazing. Just to go back in time for a second, between 6 and 16, you did nothing. Exactly. Nothing. You didn't go to the synagogue. You didn't do youth groups. You didn't do anything at home. And at six, your mother took you, decided, Anna, I have to take you to the synagogue for Hanukkah. And she took you to the synagogue. And then there was a gap of 10 years. And you're 16. She's like, Anna, you have to go to Israel. Exactly. Yeah. What's your mother's connection to Judaism? Yes. Uh, she has a very deeply connection to Judaism. Uh, I know that. Um, even she is a little bit afraid, I think, to do a lot of kind of Jewish practical things because she has not the knowledge about it mm. and that's what makes her uncomfortable. Yeah. Where was your mother born? Uh, my mother was born in St. Petersburg mm. in Russia. Yeah. So uh, my mother and my, actually my whole family is from there. Yeah. And but you were born in Germany. I was born in Germany. And I believe you, if I have the story correct, you arrived or your parents arrived in Germany when your mother was seven months pregnant with you? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, with the ship. To, wow. First to Kiel, from St. Petersburg to Kiel, and then we came to Hamburg. Wow. And yeah, then and, I came. <laughs> and, I your was, and your mother wasn't raised with a, a Jewish education in any way, obviously. No, not really. Yeah. No. So it was really Soviet times. Yeah. Religion, what is that? Um, but it's interesting because still she got married to, uh, she had a Jewish husband, so my father is Jewish. Yeah. And um, when you go back into times, um, I come actually from a really religious family. So wow. I have rabbis in my family, like, and wow. um, this wisdom was, yeah, a lot of generations um, had that. Um, wow. And lived with Judaism, like, in a practical way as well. But after the war, like, yeah, in, the, in this period, um, a lot of things got lost. And, and then suddenly your mother starts saying to you, Anna, go find it. Yeah, it's funny. And it's actually <laughs> funny because my mother is like, yeah, yeah, I know that you do once Aliyah. Like, oh, you don't even have to tell me anything. Like, I, I just know it. And um, no, she's, I think she's very happy because I bring Judaism back to our home in Hamburg. Mm. Like, I um, I left Hamburg, uh, yeah, kind of a long time ago already. But always when I come back, um, I... Say let's celebrate Shabbat or let's wow. um, let's celebrate the holiday right now. Wow. And uh, my mother is very happy about it because I have two younger um, siblings. Wow. And um, yeah, I'm kind of the, the the rabbi in our family. <laughs> Even my my knowledge is not huge, but still 
um, when I do something, I really try to transport it through my feelings, through my heart. And yeah. That's so you started becoming a rabbi at about 16, it sounds. Exactly. Um, you mentioned there was a third memory yeah, there is that a third. stands out. Exactly. So first, um, so what I said, with the, yeah, um, with the second that, I mean, um, that I wasn't in Israel, that I... Sitting on the floor. Sitting on the board. floor, exactly, and connecting really deeply to the Jewish country and to my Jewish culture. Um, and then I come back. This is my third, um, uh, yeah, that, that I remember... Uh, when I came back to Germany, and when I came back to Germany, it was not Jewish life. There was nothing, um, and I remember that I felt like, oh, wow, now I have to connect even more because there's nothing. Wow. I I have no Jewish community, like no nothing. So I really really need to find it to started and yeah this is it was a very very important period in my life because i was like no i'm not going to the religious class i like to the to the class um in my school in my normal secular oh, wow. school so and then i was like no i'm going i want, want to go to the jewish school and then i was like okay so then i started to go to the gemeinde again and to find people who can um house me for shabbat and yeah that was was very strong memory. Was me. the community welcoming to you when you wanted Absolutely. to come Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. They were very, very warm and like, it was amazing. And I started to work as a matricha in the Jugendzentrum, in the wow. youth center. Um, and so I got really, really quickly, I got into the community and it was great. As you started getting more involved in the community uh, and all these things about your involvement in Jewish life were changing, um, what did you notice was changing inside of you? Yeah, I think there were a lot of changes actually. Um, I understood that there's a really big past and history behind my life. And wow. I understood that I carry an amazing world in myself that I hardly know. And for me it was amazing in the same way it was overwhelming and I wanted to understand more and learn more about it um, so I it was a big transformation um, because I started to really understand that I'm connecting or I have a connection to to Jewish life to Jewish culture to Jewish people and I'm a part of it and I think this is what is a feeling that I was missing a long a long time in my life that I really have a group where I can be myself. Um, I didn't find it like when I was in the German school. I was like, mm. I still, I still felt a little bit, maybe like a little outsider. Yeah. And in the Jewish community, I felt no, I'm absolutely right, and I'm here, and everyone is the same as I am, and I'm the same as them. This this idea of rootedness that I think you're talking about is really powerful, especially knowing. Your story, you know, you were um, in the U.S. We, we uh, like you were your parents were barely here before you were born. You know, you were almost born into foreign soil. So I think it begs the question: What is home? What is home for you? Oof. <laughs> um, Sorry, it is Torah curious. You know, I you gotta... <laughs> know you want to get into into it, right? Um, well. I think um, home is 
especially something I, w I don't want to say a place or I don't want to say like a community but I think let's say something where you can completely express yourself where you can completely be accepted as you are and where you yeah you are you are important um, you are one of um, a big something yeah and I think this is very, very important, not just for me, for a lot of people. Um, I, I love what you're saying because you're telling me home is a feeling. <laughs> you're like, home is being a part, feeling like you're a part of something. Um, where do you feel at home, Anna? Um, I think I have different places. Um, because I'm talking to you, <laughs> actually, I, I I often feel very at home when I'm I'm in base and we're celebrating Shabbat together and we're sitting at uh, the table, and everyone has a place to sit and everyone yeah is welcomed and I think this is a big part of it that um, you're welcome and that you people want you to be there yeah um so it's important to be wanted you know. Yeah. Like, it, it's such a big, like, you just want to, like, it's one thing to be like, yes, you can come. And it's another thing to be like, thank you for coming. Exactly. Um, and I think, you know, it's a, it's a really important distinction that I think I'm really feeling. For. Do you feel, when your family came, do you feel German? Look, this is a question that I a lot of people were asking me this already, and um, it's not as, it's not such an easy answer to say just yes or no. Like, of course, I was um, I was born in Hamburg, and this is definitely a home place. Let's mm -hmm. say like this. Um, so in this way, I'm definitely German because Hamburg is Germany. But from the mentality, from the culture, from everything, I I don't feel that German. Yeah. But actually, of course, I was raised here, so I have German uh, character as well inside of me. Even yeah. I, I want it or I don't, of course, I, I have something. Um, but I would say more, I'm a German citizen. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm involved in the German society. So this is for me very, very important to say. Like, It's okay not to feel maybe from your identity German. But I'm definitely saying I'm in the German society and I'm involved and I want to be involved in that. So, yeah, this is very important. It's, it's also interesting because it's such a German answer. Really? To be like, I'm involved in German society. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is it? Okay. Well, I, I, I think it's, it shows a distinction because it's like the German as an identity is complicated, especially for Jews. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's complicated. But at the same time, we live here. I live here. You Like, this, I feel very safe here. Yeah. Um, despite everything that might have happened and um, yeah it's a complicated it's a complicated feeling I think but I think I love it that it's so complicated and it's so um, such a mix of so many different colors and cultures and especially like in Berlin here um, there's not this one um, yeah, society that is super clear and uh, I don't know, everyone, everyone thinks in the same directions. No, it's, it's, a, it's a really bunch of interesting thoughts and um, everything. So I really, really like that, that it's so um, colorful. Yeah. This. And even like, yeah, German, German identity is like this. And I mean, of course, you were mentioning the history. Um, I mean, what is German um, identity? It's a, it's a very interesting question. I think people would um, 
definitely say different answers before, um, let's say, um, before Germany was founded, like, I mean, like, oh, like, built, like, 1871, yeah. you know, like, there was a different, I mean, it's such a young state, you know, when you even yeah. think about it, so people would definitely answer before differently, and then after differently, and then uh, before the war, after the war, especially for us Jews, of course, yeah. and uh, when you think about their, I mean, in the 90s, um, the, the, the wall, yeah. Come on, like, you know, so many historical parts were there. Um, and it's, uh, even for a German-German, I think it's very, very hard to say, okay, this is my German identity. Because there was so much history involved in all that. I think it's also so interesting because it, with to be German is a very complicated history. But you talked about before that when talking, like when you sort of rediscovered this Jewish your Jewish identity, it was about being rooted in this history. Like I'm a part of something. I have rabbis in my family. I go back deep. And it was like a history. It sounds like you're proud of your Jewish history. Absolutely. Yes, I am. Can you tell me something about one of your ancestors? One of my ancestors? Um, <laughs> Actually, we don't have that much knowledge. Um, a lot of yeah, a lot of this not really... My family doesn't really know that much. Where did they come from? But actually, yeah, to, to be honest, um, yeah, when you're, I mean, Ukraine, Belarus. Yeah. <laughs> it's obvious. <laughs> but like, almost everyone Ashkenaz Jew. Um, now, I think, when you think about my last name, it's Sirkin, or like in Hebrew, you would say like this. Um, in German, it's Zurkina, Russian Sirkina. Um, and Sirkin is a very famous uh, last name in Israel. And yeah. I didn't know it so long. And then uh, a friend, actually, actually a girl from Israel, she was a madricha here. Her name was Sirkin. I was like, oh gosh, this is the same name that I have. And she was like, yeah, you don't know. There's, it's very famous. It's a, you have a Sirkin military base and you have a Sirkin kibbutz and you have Sirkin street. And I was like, oh, really? Oof, it's amazing. And she told me that every, everyone who is with this name is related to each other. So, yeah, there is a, <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> yeah. It's also, it's really interesting because I assume that you were the only Sirkin in your school growing up. Absolutely. So it's like you come from a childhood where it's like your name is strange in some way. Yeah. And suddenly you're like, no, you have like a super common name. You're just like exactly. everybody else. Exactly. Yes, exactly. I would be like here the Maya or like Luna <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's amazing. Yeah, it's true. This is when we come back to the question, what is home? Like to be really accepted and to be um yeah not to feel uncomfortable with the people or the surrounding around yeah. you um that's really really important I, I, we're we're touching on something that's so strong which is this like emotion of feeling accepted um did you not feel accepted um by german society like as a schoolgoer like did you not feel accepted by your classmates by by the German world around you? Um, I think it was more from my feeling inside that I didn't felt um, inside the group. Wow. It was yeah. more like this. I don't think that people were like seeing me as an outsider um, because I look very, let's say, European, German, yeah. like, you know. 
they it's not that you can see wow okay you definitely look different or something so it was more my feeling and i took myself out of it wow um but yeah definitely there were situations especially when we come back to my to the third point when i came back to germany and uh, i felt super proud i was like wow i'm jewish and i want to show to everyone <laughs> so and i was uh, yeah i had my magendavit and it was a huge huge magendavit like, like bling wow. style yeah, bling, bling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so i was walking through my school like this and i was wow. like this is who i am and like yeah you can see here is a jew in the school and i'm so proud of it yeah maybe a little bit a little bit over the top, let's say like that. Okay, but you were but a teenager. I so. was a teenager, I was a rebel. <laughs> yeah. So I needed, it was kind of, yeah, what I needed yeah. to do. Um, and from this moment, actually, I got reactions. Hmm. From the moment that I started to show it, from the moment that I started to expressing myself, like who I am or how, how I feel, uh, I got reactions and they were not always super nice and good. Wow. Wow. Um, it's very, I think it speaks to something in German society, which is there's like a certain type of Jew that is prefer that is like, sometimes Germans get offended when they see me wearing my kippah. Mm -hmm. It's like, why, whoa, 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 why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. Like, it's fine with me that you're Jewish, but like, put a hat on it, you know? Okay, well, yeah. um, and I think that's like connected to that idea. It's like, they were. They didn't care that you were Jewish until you started. Until you started caring that you exactly. were Jewish. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that there's something that um, moves in them. That's true. Something creates some some feelings that they get. Yeah. Um, and of course, I mean, it's understandable. And even when you think about like um, I don't know culture, history, culture, memory. Let's say yeah. this. There's something, and people are people are involved in it. Even if you don't uh, know it, or even if you yeah, you, you were not touching with that. There's something inside that comes out in the situations like this. Yeah. That's very, very interesting. Um, and sometimes I feel as well, like, I don't understand what people are acting like this. Like, what do you have to do with that so much? Mm. But people are, people are reacting. And, yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So you grew up in Hamburg. You, became, you went to Israel. You became a Madricha in the Jugendzentrum. You eventually, I know you were a counselor on birthright trips. Yes, I was. <laughs> I am a madrika for birthright Ah, trips. nice. Yes, and it's actually yeah. And then at some point you moved to Berlin. Yes, exactly. Why did you move to Berlin? Oh, um, hmm, that's a good question. Um, well, I think I wanted something bigger, something, something interesting, hmm. something colorful. And uh, Berlin was, yeah, the capital city, <laughs> um, it is, and I knew that a lot was going on here. And of course, there's a Jewish community, it was important for me. Yeah. Uh, I lived kind of a long uh, time in Bavaria where it was nothing, yeah. and it was crazy, and the only community that could, I could go to was Munich. Wow. Um, and I was like, okay, no, that's not cool. I, yeah. want, I want to have my Jewish community. Wow. And so I came to Berlin. And it, I have to say, and it was closer to Hamburg. Because then, I wanted uh, Bavaria, to be yeah. close as well to my family. Do you feel at home here? Um, um, hmm. Not really. Like, I have to say, not really. It's, uh, uh, it's, a, 
it's a good place where it was important to be here. It is important to be here, but I don't see Berlin as my home. No. Wow. Is yeah. there a place you see as your home? Um. Yeah, definitely. So it's uh, definitely Hamburg. Mm. Definitely, and it's. Yeah, it's funny because in Hamburg as well, I had not super good moments all the time, but I know that it's a place where I can always come back to. Wow. And it's important for me to have that thought that, yeah, I have there, I have there my family. And I, I don't know, it's a, it's a connection as well. It, this is interesting about like the topic of home, that home creates often when you're not there and it creates with the, with the time and with memory. So... Like when you're not at home, you think about what is actually my home and mm -hmm. you remember it and then you start to understand, oh, actually, yeah, yeah, it, it can, it can be Hamburg or something like. Do you think you never saw Hamburg as home until you left Hamburg? I guess. Yes. I, I didn't think about, I didn't think about it. No. Yeah. And from the moment that I left it, I was like, oh yeah, it's actually, it's my home place. Yeah. I love what you said though about before about home is where they're glad to have you, mm -hmm. you know? Um, because that's really, that's a powerful idea for me because I'm from New York yes. and yet I don't feel like they're glad to have me there. Um, and I do feel like that here. And I think it's one of the reasons I do feel like home there. And it's like the, this uh, home is geographical only in so far as the emotional. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And if, and if the G like if the emotional changes then the geographical no longer matters. Yeah, that's true, but it's it's a complicated construct, let's say like this. It's um I mean I'm very welcomed as well in Berlin and I have everyone here. Yeah. And this is absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. important, right. Um but So what is it? What's yes. why is it that this isn't home? I don't know. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> no, no, no. Don't apologize. That's that's an honest answer. Where this is an honest podcast. <laughs> that is very honest. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I... This resonates a lot with me because I can't tell you why New York isn't home for me. It should be for all, any reason. It should be. And yet I never really felt at home there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what is it about certain places that on paper are perfect for us? On paper, like, Anna, you should be in Berlin. Like... You're German, you have strong Jewish identity, Russian background, creative, artistic, do, do want to do things, interesting things with interesting people, yada, yada, yada. Berlin is your city, come on. And yet, there's that thing, that thing we can't touch, that thing we can't describe, where it's like, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. Exactly, yeah. It's a very powerful idea. It is. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, sometimes it's hard to really understand it and take it as something important into yourself and really like say, okay, maybe it's not that, or maybe it is that. So yeah. you take a clear decision. Yeah, it's not easy. Why, why, why? It's, uh, <laughs> uh, look, uh, I have my, I have, I have, I have two, two sides to Berlin. Like, uh, first, it's amazing to be here. And as well, it's, um, it's not a easy city, uh, I yeah. feel. And there's a lot of, um, yeah, let's say it's uh, kind of in a way something very brutal um, and maybe not that um, aesthetic or something. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, there's like, I think it's a city of a lot of, how, how do you say it? Like, ah, 
Um, ah, I think that gets yeah, a good, yeah, like tension. Tension, yeah. exactly. Yeah, there is, there's tension. definitely a lot of tension here, yeah. for sure. Um, and I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Anna, I wonder if you have some Torah to share with us. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I have, I have some, some, something to share. Um, um, I think that I connect as well, again, to two things <laughs> very strongly. Um, I think the first sentence um, that I was thinking about was uh, Moderni, the mm. morning prayer, um, that I connect very much even I'm I'm praying it every morning um, but to to wake up and to say thank you for yeah bringing me back to life to giving me my soul back to wow. have a new day to start your life uh, again uh, I think it's uh, very very powerful um, and yeah, to say, to be grateful for that. And especially that for me as well is that Hashem gives me the, the power and he believes in me that I can do it. Like he gives me this thought or this, uh, yeah, this, this, this new day because he knows that I should live this new day. You know, it's so... First off, I love that prayer. And I will say, since uh, the quarantine began, uh, every morning we've been singing Modani with our daughter, Hindi. Oh, um, and she knows it now. She says, Ani. That's what she calls oh. it. And it's funny that she calls it Ani because I can't think of another Jewish prayer that uses the word Ani. I. Yeah. I yeah. And it's, I think there's something really special that the prayer you're gravitated to is the one where you see yourself in it. You know, it's like, where am I in this equation with God and the world and the Jewish people and spirituality? Where is my place in it? Like, the thing that was powerful to you about Judaism was, you're like, oh, I belong here. Like, I have a history here. I belong here. I have a history here. I have a place here. The Ani, like, the okay, gratitude is all over Jewish prayer. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Bless God for this. Bless God for that. But where am I in, mm-hmm. in the scope of the story? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's so easy to lose ourselves in the collective sometimes. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I love, you know, you did an art project here. Uh, you, you had a photo exhibit here that was up for three months about Eastern European identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you could have done is done like a big research paper talking about the studies and da, 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 da. And instead what you did is you got on a train and you interviewed people. Yeah, because I, 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 yeah, I think as well, like, it's important to take yourself sometimes into a place and to, to, yeah, to feel that you're someone in this big, big world and, and even like when someone is, is believing in you, that mm. you have this place, that you have this right and yeah, I think it's important. <laughs> like your mom believed in you. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Do you think she's glad she sent you to Israel when you were 16? I think so. <laughs> I think so. Do you think she'll send your siblings? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. She does. I think it's beautiful. Um, where, um, you talk about, you know, Modani is an interesting prayer because it talks about 
gratitude for like renewing this renewal of life. Um, where do you find renewal in your life today? That you have restored my soul to me. Every day we wake up and we say, thank you, God, that you have restored my soul to me. How do you wake up? And, do you wake up in the morning filled with gratitude? Ah, you mean like to where I feel gratitude in my life? I'm asking you, when you woke up this morning, Anna, did you feel gratitude for waking up? So-so. <laughs> yeah, too. this morning was a bad morning. Yeah. On a good morning, though. On a good morning, though, yeah. It was a, it was a beautiful morning. It was sunny, it was great. Yeah, but still, of course, of course, it's hard. It's not that you wake up and you say, ah, thank you, thank you so much for everything. Of course, it's, it's not like that. So you need really, you need to be conscious about that and you have to get into it, definitely. Um, maybe the prayer helps you. Yeah. To, to get into this um, mindset because it doesn't come like that like no uh, um, I, I love that it doesn't just come you have to work for it yeah gratitude is like um, it's like a skill absolutely like anything else is home a skill um, you have to work for it you yeah. have to, I think yeah I believe in that that you create you create home and it's not an easy work no. And you, you have to find those people that you trust and that trust in you. You have to feel that you can express yourself. Um, you have to grow as well with your own creativity. And it's not that it comes like that. No, I don't think so. Mm. And yeah, this, this gratitude, um, uh, I guess that... You really, yeah, you really have to work for that. Uh, and there are different situations in life, uh, or like as well, moments where you can feel that. Mm. You, can, you can work with that. Where do you feel gratitude in your life? For my creativity. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when, I, when I speak very egoistic about myself right now. I will say before the podcast started, Anna was just like, oh, I wrote this song on the guitar two days ago. Uh, <laughs> and then she started playing it. And yeah, it gives me a lot. It gives me a lot. Um, and I think it's a definitely part of myself and a part of my home um, to be creative, to have new ideas, to, um, yeah, as well move other people with mm. that and move myself. And yeah, it gives me, gives me I'm very yeah, grateful for that. Um, when you think in this, um, let's say, part. <laughs> uh, and of course, I'm very, very grateful for my family, for mm. my, the people that I love and that people loves me. Uh, I find it very, very important. I couldn't live without them. Yeah. No, it's uh, just too important for me. Have you always been creative? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Like, What's your earliest creative memory? Uh, yeah, I was very young and I was I, don't, I, I liked him so much. I was like, yeah, I want to do a song about him. So I was with a friend and we were in a playground like and then like, yeah, let's let's just make a song and 
but it was wow. really funny. It was a funny song. And yeah, in this way, I was always very ahead of the fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you creative in your Jewish life? I try, yes. Uh, and I find it very amazing that in, yeah, in Judaism, you can be creative in so many ways. Um, in the way of, yeah, in the way of praying, in the way of building your Jewish home, in the way of building Jewish relationships, you can be very creative. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, yeah, we talked about it um, some weeks ago, about the weekly parasha, that yeah. we actually decided to do some advertisement for that, because it's very, very amazing. Yeah. Well, look, this is uh, the best example to be creative. Um, to for those of you who a, don't know, we started a Telegram group. Uh, yeah. called Pa'art Shat HaShavua. It was Anna's idea yeah, that yeah. I then took credit for. <laughs> um, but uh, basically, we give a thought on the weekly Parsha, and then people respond in art. Um, and you only have 24 hours to do it, exactly. which is also really cool. And we had like eight or nine pieces of art that amazing. came out yesterday. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, you see, and people want to be creative. People want to think in different directions. Um, they don't want to just get a text um, and like, just think about it or just talk about it. They want to build something more. And this is what creativity does. We mm. connect different worlds and different mindsets. And you move other people with that so much. You know what's amazing? Because I'm thinking to your story at the airport. And this guy, Benji Pollock, sounds incredibly creative. And had they put you on a bus and brought you to Jerusalem and said, you're home, guys, you would have been like, ah, oh, this is bullshit, whatever. But instead he said, sit down on the floor of the exactly. airport. Feel yourself at home in the one place that you, like, no one feels at home in an airport. And he's like, no, in this airport, you're home. Yeah. Like, that's an incredibly creative, like, I think that's what got you in that moment. You're like, exactly. oh, like, you can do weird, creative, interesting things here, and that's normal. Yeah. That's a part of being belonging and accepted and all that stuff, you know? If, if you sat down at the, on the floor in the airport in Tegel, people would be like, whoa, this is, uh, you know. And this is what makes uh, so many situations interesting and where people can connect mm. um, to, the, to, to the situation differently as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's very, it's very important to think from new directions to not just like to do it very boom, boom, boom as standard. Like, no, uh, try to build something because you have the power to build. Wow. Yeah, I really, really love that. So, yeah, uh, Benny Pollard was just the best creator in the world. And I, yeah, he's amazing. When you lead trips to Israel, do you try to be as creative? Yes, absolutely. Um, and I, for me, it's very, very important. And I feel that for my participants, it's very mm-hmm. important um, to get in this, into this new um, yeah, to have these ideas and um, to express themselves differently than just um, in a reflection group or something, like when you're in a discussion. Mm. Um, so what I love is to tell them, I want that you draw your feeling or your Judaism as you feel it. Mm. Um, it can be a flower, it can be a tree, it can be everything. And like or draw your Jewish soul or you know like you can you, yeah. you can be you can go from different um, directions and people are so into it like people wow. love that because you give them the space to create something and 
it can be a poem or it can be a drawing or something, a painting. Wow. And yeah, I, I find that a lot of people have this creativity. It's uh, not a part of their life, but when they get it, wow, they get so concentrated in there. It's like a meditation as well. They really take the time to, to do it, to think about their own thoughts, their own feelings and to transportate it on their paper or yeah, however you want to do it. Wow. You're saying something that's so powerful. It's, it's like creativity is a mechanism for bringing all the things out so that you feel at home. It's like when you can be creative in a space, that's when you're home. Yeah. One, exactly. I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. I'm just putting, uh, I'm just taking your words and making them like sound really short and to the point. That's the what rabbis do. You have the talent for it. You have the talent for it. Uh, that's what rabbis do. That's what wow. they teach you in medical school. How can you distill a lot of information cool. and do a very wow. small it's a, fact? It's a good skill. It's yeah. an actual problem that I have. <laughs> express myself very short and uh, very clear. But then it wouldn't be creative. So what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anna, thank you for joining us today. Is there anything you'd like to leave us with before we go? Um, yes. Uh, love yourself. Love other people be creative um even when you don't have a good moment in life it's absolutely okay um and yeah i hope to come back soon again (laughs) (laughs) you're always welcome back here in fact you're home here and uh thank you very much anna for joining us well that's it for another episode of torah curious Torah Curious is a project of Base Berlin, the home of a rabbinic couple in the heart of Berlin's Kreuzberg neighborhood. Huge thanks goes out to Anna Sirkina for being our guest. Big thanks goes out to Rabbi Rebecca Blady, Valentin Lutzet for the cover art, Alex Segura and Takayasuzawa for the awesome music, John Earl for showing us where home is, and our friend in the Bay who made this all possible. Stay tuned for another episode of Torah Curious, set to drop in two weeks. Only three episodes left in season one. In the meantime, keep learning and stay curious.